welcome to Human to Human. Sharon, I'm so excited to have you here today. We are going to be talking about a few different things, but this is going to be the first time Sharon shares publicly an experience you had going through a really intense breakup, and we're going to dive into that. But I think what we'll start with is how you started your own company and you know what you went to school for, if you want to just give us a little overview of that first. Totally. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so excited and happy to be here, um, especially to talk about what I'm going to be talking to to everybody about today. Um, So yeah, I'm the founder of Brands Media Group. It's a communication agency that uh, launched in May 2020. Um, It was purely during the pandemic. I was uh, in Montreal back home uh, at my parents because I didn't want to stay by myself in Paris. And throughout my whole life and professional, personal experiences, I've, you know, encountered a lot of people needing help with social media. And I've really, I've seen this gap between, you know, people helping, but not in an intimate way, um, simply, you know, for reward, money rewards, or just because they had experiences, but they didn't really, really, really care about helping. And I... When I was in Montreal, I the demand was so high, and then my dad sat me down, and he uh, was like, "Sharon, you need to start uh, something because you have so much demand. You could have a list of clients worldwide, also. So you know, just do it." And so we sat down, and I registered the business name uh, in the Quebec, you know, registry of businesses. I opened a bank account for uh, for the business. And then we worked on a website with my graphic designer, worked on a logo. And then a month later, on May 1st, um, everything launched. And then we got our first uh, three clients a week uh, prior to launch. And then it kind of was a snowball effect. Uh, and, you know, people kept hearing from us, from the team. We're a team of four girls, uh, including myself. And it just kind of happened like that. And now we're, we have 11 clients. We're based both in Montreal and Paris. Um, and yeah, it's uh, basically it. we help small businesses, uh, you know, take off on Instagram to grow their community. Uh, we really believe that followers, you know, are just a number. We want organic. We want quality followers to really build this community on everybody's accounts. That's amazing. And to know, like, how how old are you also? 24. 24. Okay, so that's that's yeah. so young to start your own business. And it's incredible that you have, you know, three other women already on your team and some clients already going considering you started so recently. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's also, you know, learning about things that I never thought I would ever learn, like paying taxes, uh, accounting things, because I've been doing art all my life. And now I'm here like paying bills and looking at receipts and all that. And I'm like, oh, wait, I wish I learned that at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know there's so much. Oh my gosh, there's so much we should learn in school, which we don't. Totally. But so to go back a little bit, you were born in Paris, correct? And then you were raised in Montreal. Exactly. So I was born in Paris at age seven. I grew up, uh, I mean, sorry, I left and went to Montreal. And then I grew up there and I did my CJEP, which is, you know, the two years pre-university there that you have to do. And then for my university, I went to Tel Aviv for three years to do my BA in communications. And then I went to New York to do my master's in fashion studies. And basically the program uh, that I was in in New York, it was at Parsons. They also had the same program in Paris. And so I ended up doing one year in New York, one year in Paris. And then you've stayed in Paris since then? I've been in Paris since then. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's really cool. Back to square one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's back to your roots. That's so interesting. 
So yeah. at, at, at what point were you in a serious relationship? And I feel like when, when you told that explanation, I was like, well, you moved around a lot. It kind of makes sense. You've been through a breakup considering, you know, you had a lot of life location changes. Totally. Um, so basically, I mean, it goes really, it goes really far. But um, my my ex boyfriend and I, we met when we were just kids. We were fifteen, and we, I don't know, it was something right away. But we we're still so young, and we we're teens, so it was kind of goofing around and just, you know, very in a very chill. And then when, I mean, he ended up going to Israel. So when I went to Israel, he was kind of there. And that's when everything happened again. And we started, you know, dating seriously. And so I was 19 at the time. And I think the, I mean, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but I think my vision of what relationships uh, were and were supposed to be uh, was that, you know, you meet someone, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids. And my vision of that relationship was focusing on the future instead of really focusing on the present moment. And so you kind of get, you get ahead of yourself. You're thinking of future, future, when you don't realize that things are not going right, um, you know, today in the present moment. And I think that's when it hurts. It's because when it's over, you had this vision about, you know, something that wasn't uh, really real. And so I've actually heard that about the whole thing about the vision. I've heard it on um, a video that a friend of mine did. Her name is Taylor. She's a personal coach now, a life coach. And when I saw this video, like a year after we officially had broken up, my ex and I, I was like, this is what happened. I had this vision that was not like the right one. Wow. Oh my God. I relate to that so much. <laughs> I Right? have I do it I still do it I was gonna say I have done that so many times but I still do it like I started talking to someone recently and I finally I caught myself my brain started to like make up our entire relationship before I've even met this person I was like what are you doing I know and I think that's what people do and I don't think it's a bad thing because you know also we're I mean, maybe it's just girls that do it. I don't know. But I feel like we're imagining what our life could be with the person next to us. But if you are always thinking like this, then you're not also taking into consideration what's happening today and what's happening around you at this moment, which could be really, really harmful. And so that's kind of what happened to, to me, because after, you know, four years of dating, um, even like close to five my body was giving me signs that, you know, things weren't right. And it was like my whole, my whole mind and body knew that I had to leave, but I still wow. stayed. And so you need to, you need to separate the two and really just think rationally and take off the emotional uh, component at some point, because then you could only harm yourself more. Yeah. And I think it, it clearly is like a normal instinct to have to start to imagine the future. And I'm very similar where I, you know, want to date someone and get married and have kids and have that whole thing play out. So I think it's easy as soon. And, and I think when we were raised just like around like Disney and princesses and all of those things, like we were raised to be like, we want our Prince Charming or whatever. And I totally do that too. And with the first, I got in a serious relationship for two years when I was in high school and was like, this is the one found him going to marry him. (laughs) Like, like pictured the whole thing, which is crazy. (laughs) Right. Cause I think so much what I took away from what you just explained too, is that you're not living in the moment of your relationship and enjoying where it is right then. You're just thinking about the future and what your ideal like future looks like with them. Exactly. And there's also something that I learned. It's that you could love someone, but you could not want to be with them. 
if that makes yeah. any sense. And I think that's, you know, the hardest part of it all. It's that you, you, you love someone, you don't want to say bye to them, but then you realize that they're not meant to stay in your life. And so we meet people, they come, they go. And I think it's very important for people to just, you know, be reminded of that. It's that I don't think people are meant to stay forever. It's, it's, it's rough to hear, but it's the truth. And I mean, that's why family is really everything because no matter what happens, they're here for you. And of course, friends also. And, you know, at one point it's very, uh, what am I going to say? It, it, you have, I'm taking a step back and thinking a very like big perspective. We all die one day. Right. And so yeah. it's like, we're not meant to stay here forever. And so kind of the same thing that happened with the relationship. I ha really had to tell myself that to, really feel better about it all because then I would just be stuck in this you know nightmare never ending kind of not seeing the light out of the tunnel yeah a hundred percent oh my gosh there's so many things you're saying that I want to just talk about all of them forever because <laughs> like I just like I relate so much to everything you're talking about and I think like it's so easy for us also to just like cling on to things and I have definitely done this and like in life I've realized too that like our moods change so much throughout the day our moods are never yeah. permanent and 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 in so many ways same with our whole life if you think about it in the grand scheme we're all gonna die we're not supposed to stay here forever and not everyone is supposed to be in our lives forever there are, I think there are people who come and go into different phases of our life and are there to like teach us something and show us something exactly. but like there's a reason why some people don't stay for a long time and that's okay but it's the emotions that get so involved in that which makes sense exactly and I really learned to just be okay with the emotions that you're feeling so you know going through a breakup there's going to be days where you just want to stay in bed close the curtain and just listen to sad music then you're going to wake up the next day and it's like okay I'm going to do errands and organize and clean and so I was like up and down up and down for so for so long and then I actually went to see you know a therapist when I lived in New York because I didn't know what to do anymore and you know I kept talking to my friends about it but at some point you kind of want to talk to someone that doesn't know the person and you know you don't want to annoy your friends with all your constant problems um even though obviously they were there for me at any point uh during mm. this time but then I, during therapy I really learned that you know it's not going to be linear it's going to be a roller coaster and that's okay and the the one thing I I took from you know this whole therapist experience which was one my first time going to see one and that I would really want to share to the world is that it's like learning how to surf on those waves and if you know there's a wave coming at you and you want to push it back it's just going to hurt more and so just learn how to take these emotions like if you feel sad if you feel angry jealous just take it in like be conscious about what you're feeling where you're feeling it in your body and then you're, you'll feel better uh, instead of saying, you know, I don't want to feel jealous. Why am I feeling jealous? Well, it doesn't matter because you can't help it. You're feeling jealous. Yeah. Oh, that's such that's such a good piece of advice. I can like picture my therapist <laughs> saying that. My therapist loves to use analogies. So I can just see yeah. her saying the thing about the waves and the surfing. Because I think totally. also when we try and fight our emotions so much, they're going to come up. They're going to come up. They're going to bubble up. It's just a matter of when and where. And if we don't allow them to come and be felt, then they're going to yeah. creep up sometimes when we don't want them to as well. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's, um, it's exactly what you're saying. And I, I think that I wasn't emotionally aware of my feelings before. And so um, in that past relationship where, you know, it was four year, four or five years, and we broke the last year, we broke off 
broke up, sorry, on and off maybe like four times. And so during all these times, I wasn't understanding my emotions at all. And I, you know, vowed to myself and promised myself that my next relationship, I would be with someone that's emotionally available and that I would be emotionally available Um, and emotionally aware also, because you can't, you know, you have to be with someone that makes you grow, that that inspires you, that's, that's, um, that's there next to you at all constant time. And I feel like you have to be, first of all, loving yourself to be with a person like that. I completely agree. I'm curious if you also like kind of I'm I'm in a position now where I haven't been in a serious relationship like I have before. And I find myself thinking, oh, like, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship because it might be like this, this and this, which was just like how my old relationship was. And I'm like, I can't compare what a possible thing could be to my old relationship because everybody is so different. But when you date someone for a long time, I think you get used to that just being how it is. You think that's how it is. Yeah, it's really tough because it's uh, it's kind of a grieving process, right? You're saying bye to someone that was part of your life for so long. And so obviously this person will still be in your mind. And, you know, today with all the social media, we'll get to that after because I really want to talk about it. But it, it's hard to just remove them entirely from your head. And, you know, you've, you're used to certain habits, you're used to mannerism, and, you know, it's, it's still there present. But as time you know, moves forward, you also kind of forget about it. And then right now I'm in a relationship where, I mean, everything is so different. And of course, sometimes I still think about my past relationship, but it doesn't compare to how I'm feeling today in this present moment. You know, it's right now everything that I've ever wanted. And uh, of course, I still get sad sometimes because Overall, it was a really sad and hard time for me, but I'm actually with a partner that is like cheering me through this grief and I told him all about it and he's just there, you know, always listening if I feel sad and I'm not ashamed to like talk about my past relationships, even if it's with the new ones. Yeah, that's, oh, that's amazing. That's, I'm so glad to hear that. And it's so cool to know that like, we can find people that we can be completely open and ourselves with and honest about our past. And, you know, like something yeah. I experienced in a relationship was the avoidance and like the elephant in the room of like not wanting to ever talk about past relationships. And that was like a super negative thing when it's like, that was a part of me. That was something I learned. That was who I was at a different time in my exactly. life. That has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Well, and actually my boyfriend right now told me that uh, he feels like this past relationship just changed me and made me who I am today. And I was like, it did. It really did. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my God. I don't think anybody should be sorry. I I just don't think anybody should be ashamed or, you know, to talk about these things because they happen. Breakups are here. They they happen every single minute of the day. So if you're eventually going to find a new partner, then talk about it. It's actually really therapeutic to talk about, you know, past things to someone new. You also get another perspective on it. Um, so it's great. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's such a good point. I love everything you're bringing to the table. I have so many thoughts yeah. coming to my head. Same. And like, <laughs> I love it. My uh, my therapist um, actually gave me advice too, because I started therapy after I went through a breakup as well. And I and it was the first time I ever did it. And I would say to her, even a couple months had gone by and I'm like, I'm still sad. Like, why do I still get sad? Or I still have like these weird dreams or these memories that come up and he's in them. And she was like, that was a part of your life. Those memories memories are okay it's okay for them to come up it doesn't mean that you know you want him in your life right now it just means that those were experiences you had and you're not supposed to forget 
Yeah, and then sometimes, even sometimes I wake up from dreams. I know this is going to sound so weird, but I dream about, you know, my ex-boyfriends in the past. And I wake up and I'm like, whoa, 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 what is my brain trying to tell me? But it's just, it's it's exactly what you're saying. It's memories and they're in your brain and they're here, they're present. So you can dream about it. It doesn't mean you want them back. Yeah. Um, it's we just don't have there. to read into it. <laughs> exactly. I'm not reading into it. <laughs> or else, don't know what it would do. <laughs> nothing good I don't think that's why yeah I said that to my therapist I was like why is he coming up in my dreams I don't like this I hate this and she was like hey you're that's just your subconscious making up stories and using old memories exactly. like don't worry about it god <laughs> stupid self-conscious subconscious <laughs> yeah oh my gosh okay I also wanted to talk about um your body and how your gut was telling you that you needed yes. to leave that relationship and that experience you had yeah so Actually, it happened, it started um, during like the second year of the whole, uh, you know, four year relationship. I started getting, it's really odd. I started getting cold sores, but inside my nose. So it was the first time ever that I, you know, got this on my body and I was just not understanding why. And then I, f I realized that every time I had a really, really bad stress um, on myself, but it was really internal. Like I wasn't thinking I'm stressed. It was just my body being under stress. Um, it used to come out and, you know, it erupted and it hurt it so much. And I was so tired from it. And so it kind of happened. Um, I'm not going to go into details just to respect, you know, my ex-boyfriend's like privacy and all that. But it happened after something that happened between us, um, like a fight we had. And then after that, every six months, it kind of came again and again. And I was not understanding from where it came from. Then fast forward two years later, uh, when I moved to New York, uh, we, you know, broke up officially, uh, when I got there and I hadn't, I didn't get any, any cold sores at all. Um, it wow. like nothing. And then, uh, the weird thing that happened is that we, I know it's weird because it's cold sores, but that's what happened with my body. And then, um, after that, we got back together. And then when we got back together, I actually got a vitiligo on my skin. So, you know, it's like when the skin pigments are coming off. Um, and so I had like a huge white uh, stain, stain, yeah, on my chin, like all around here. Mm -hmm. um, and it wouldn't leave and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And my dermatologist told me that these things come out of stress. And so I realized that it was because I was in this relationship. And wow. so I, I know it's, it's you know, it's, things, things are different for everyone, right? Uh, people may not have body reactions to uh, break up stress and not wanting to be with someone's stress. But I think it was just because I was avoiding breaking up so much that my body was just telling me something. And then in the end, it, we officially broke up in 2019 and everything's been gone ever since. Um, I think I got one cold sore uh, in two years and it's just because I was stressed because of work and I was just really tired, but it nothing has to do with the relationship that I'm in now. And I think that's when I also realized that, you know, I have to listen to my body. It's telling me something. Uh, it's coming out. It's becoming bigger. It's, it's not normal. I have a white stain on my chin. So... I took action upon that. I, I really took it seriously. And I told myself that never, ever, ever I would put my body under this kind of stress. And so from then on, I just promised myself that every time I didn't want something, relationship or for any other thing, then I would say no. 
I would never do something that my body inside, you know, your gut, your stomach, your chest is telling you, like, don't do it. Yeah, that is insane. That is just so crazy how your body was just like, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Like, I'm showing you I'm stressed. I'm unhappy. Like, you need to do something about this. And you like Mm. and just learning to check in with ourselves and be like, okay, is this something I want? Is it something I don't want? Because our subconscious will tell our body that will try and tell us. That's crazy. Yeah. And then you want to hear something crazier. Uh, I when I did therapy, I did it. So for a full year in New York, and we did EMDR, which is hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. And so this again, you're working with your subconscious, right? So anything you don't want to put in front of your brain, or you don't want to think of will come out during hypnotherapy. So I did it twice. And the first time it was when I was not with my ex-boyfriend. Um, it ended up being really good. Actually, I learned a lot about myself. Um, you know, it was just like regular EMDR. And then the second time uh, that I did it, I was back with my ex-boyfriend and I started hysterically crying. And because everything from point A to point Z came back to, I don't want to be in this relationship. Why am I doing this to myself? My body was just throwing me um, pins on like, you know, what to get rid of. And I had to really take action on it. Wow. What do you think made you kind of keep going back into that relationship and wanting to try and make it work time and time again? Yeah, well, I think it's because I never really wanted to let go um, because he had been such a big part of my life since we were 15. I just thought that, you know, first of all, he's also a friend. He's also he was my best friend. We shared everything for a full five years, but then and counting because so much happened in the past. Um, And so, you know, for me, it was not a possibility that my life would go on without him by my side. Mm-hmm. But then and, and that's what really that's what it was, really. And then once I did it, it sucks and it hurts and it's the biggest pain you could ever feel. But you heal from it. You grow from it. And I, I really don't think I would be the person that I am today if I would have stayed in that relationship, really. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you would be either. <laughs> but like, I yeah. agree, like with my own experiences, too. Like, I will say to this day that one of the best decisions I did was deciding to break up with my long term boyfriend because of how much I grew and changed and learned about myself. And I think and now like so many people and I completely kind of understand where people are coming from when you've experienced heartbreak, it's really shitty or when you have to let go of someone it's really like a big part of your life can be really hard. And they'll be like, I don't, I don't want to get into something again. I can't experience that again. But I feel like experiencing falling in love or experiencing like a really intimate and emotional connection with someone, despite it possibly ending in heartbreak, and sometimes it does end in heartbreak, I think it's always worth it because you learn so much about yourself during the heartbreak. You grow so much as an individual, but you also just, you learn so much and experience so much joy and, and just a different feeling you can't get from anything else when you get really close to someone like that. Yeah. And I think people are scared, you know, to get back in a relationship after that, because obviously who would want to go through that again? But like I said earlier, if you love yourself, you know yourself enough, then you kind of know who you want to be with later. And you also won't settle for anybody less than you, uh, you want. So it kind of, I mean, you know, maybe my boyfriend and I right now (laughs) will break up. I don't know, but I'm saying right now I'm with someone who I believe is like, I don't want to say the one, but we're like really happy and I'm not you know I'm thinking ahead because it's I'm just thinking ahead because I'm this kind of person but I'm also thinking about right right now and I 
I haven't been in a relationship after my ex-boyfriend um, that, I don't know, that I, sorry, I wouldn't have gotten in a relationship after my ex-boyfriend that I would think would be serious or not. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and I find, no, I feel like also you, you, you are so, I think you touched on this too, is you're so aware of, you know, what's right for you and what's not because of those experiences, because of like what you learned from past relationships, that you can take that into totally. something in the future and know if it feels right for you and if it doesn't and you can check in with yourself and I'm curious yeah like how you getting into this new relationship I don't want to call it new but (laughs) you know what I mean your (laughs) current relationship um like kind of how you check in with yourself and how you knew like did your do you feel like your gut just knew if it was right or if it was wrong yeah so it it kind of just happened uh, when I wasn't looking and you know I've read so many things about that and I was like oh how does it happen when you're not looking this is bs but it it, that's what happened to me uh we we met at a bar and you know we're just friends for a really long time just uh then corona hit so we were just texting facetiming calling each other and then it just kind of happened but we that's not what i was thinking the first time i met him i wasn't thinking oh i like him i'm gonna you know get his number and do something uh get involved in something more serious so i think sorry i'm i lost track of your initial question just can you remind me um when you like how did you know how did you just trust your gut or or have the sign okay, that yeah. it was right or wrong yeah Yeah. And so it was really about that. It was just going with the flow of it all. Uh, So, you know, you go with the flow and you see like, okay, we're really good friends. My gut is like, everything feels good and I'm happy and he he makes me feel calm. And I think that's also a really important um, point that I wanted to touch on is that when you feel calm and you have no, you know, voices in your head, um that are talking to you when you're with this person then you know it's right because my past relationship uh I was you know sometimes we used to talk we used to I don't know watch movies but I would I would never be there I would always sometimes sorry not always but I would sometimes just think have voices in my head like am I happy is this right and no and right now there's none of that because it just feels right so since the very beginning so i think if you yeah just listen to your body listen to what it's telling you and if it feels right then go for it like you said earlier i think it's good to take that chance even if a breakup happens again then at least you know you tried and you learned something from it and you grew from it so it's a great experience yeah oh i love that i love sitting on here like i'm so grateful for you reaching out and wanting to come on i'm so grateful that i get to have these conversations because i feel like i learn like i i know listeners will take things away but i'm like i'm sitting here getting to learn some firsthand advice and just like (laughs) just like knowing that it's okay to take that chance again and things always work out differently i try and like reassure myself of this because going back to even the beginning of like kind of picturing the future and how it's going to go before anything really unfolds I have said to myself the way life will work itself out is so much more interesting than anything I'll actually be able to make up in my head so I might as well just like let life do its thing and what will happen what's meant to happen will happen I love that I really love that yeah I I also like another thought I had too is like our subconscious is so crazy. I remember when I broke up with my ex, I was really questioning if that was the right decision or not. And I think it's really easy to to do that is to second guess ourselves, especially when it's someone that's literally our best friend. It's so hard to let go of someone like that. And I went back in my journal because I would just write kind of whenever I felt called to do it. And mm-hmm. 
it was like four months prior to when I actually broke up with him and I would go back in my journal and it was like I would be complaining or venting or just like writing things down about how I was feeling and I was like okay that's the validation I needed yep I've been feeling like this for a while yeah and that's so great that you did that because same I always 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 journaled I'm still journaling today and when I read things that I wrote before, then yes, I had this kind of like, okay, yes, validation. But also when I read how I was feeling two years ago, and even, you know, you're going, even when I have shitty days, uh, and then I read them when I'm, you know, in a good mood, and I'm like, wow, like, you've come so far, and you've done this, and this, and this, and you're so much happier now. And so like, journaling is so important. And, you know, I, and even notes on my phone, I have so many logged notes uh, from where I wrote when I was going like, through like really the shittiest times. And I wrote, I'll never love again. I'll never meet someone that will love me. And now oh. I'm reading them and I'm like, I'm loving again. So there you go. There you go, oh. love. I'm loving <laughs> again. That's amazing. And I also <laughs> want to talk about too the kind of transition of learning to be alone after so many years of being yes. with someone and your experience with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a really good point. And it's very important. I think, you know, when you're used to being with someone for so long, then you lose track of who you are as a person and of things that you can do by yourself. So I think everybody listening to this, if you're going through a breakup or if you find yourself to be alone, surround yourself with people that bring you up. I'm serious when I say this. Uh, You don't want to even, you know, sometimes we stay friends with people, but they're not really here for us. Stick with people who love you and who will just, you know, make you a better person because they will be there through thick and through thin and stone is that how you say it thick and thin (laughs) thick thick and thin yeah um and I I also think you know push yourself to do things by yourself so when I was in New York and I was single I went to museums by myself I went to coffee shops by myself I went to for a run by myself I just did everything by myself and then I started loving it I mean even shopping by myself I thought it would be you know boring but it's so great I still love shopping by myself now and it's really tough to break these habits because you were used to you know doing it with someone by your side but just learn how to be happy with yourself. And I know it's really uh, much easier said than done, but it's baby steps. So, you know, first get a coffee by yourself, sip it alone at a park, and then, you know, you'll realize, okay, uh, if you don't feel comfortable, then you could listen to music so you don't feel completely alone. What I did is that everywhere I walked in New York, I would call my mom or call my best friends. Um, so, you know, I don't feel that lonely, but it's okay to feel lonely also. That's what I'm trying. Yeah. I think this is the point of like the whole, podcast episode is that it's okay if sometimes you're by yourself and you're trying but you just feel you know still by yourself because that's what's going to happen like you know I don't want to cut corners and say you won't be feeling that because you most probably will but it's okay because it's it's normal it's like the healing process yeah absolutely and I feel like Oh, I just had like, I I don't know, I think Brene Brown might have said this, someone said this, where like feelings and especially negative feelings, we treat them as something to be fixed, but bad feelings are bad in air quotes. Feelings are the same as good feelings because they're just there to be felt. And I think I, I definitely am guilty too of when I feel lonely, wanting to just fix it and be like, why do I feel like this? I don't like it. But kind of working through that and 
experiencing like spending so much time by yourself I I like had to spend a lot of time by myself I lived in Vancouver for three months and I was away from my family and I was that was the most alone I'd ever been and spending all that time by myself I would have really sad really low moments but I'd also have moments where you know I'll go get coffee by myself or go get some lunch at a restaurant by myself and think like I'm I feel so good right now and it's it's so cool for that to be coming just from within why you feel fulfilled Totally. And there's also something else that is not totally a positive, uh, you know, thing that we do when we're by ourselves, but we, it's easy also to go on social media and on Instagram and to stalk and check if they've seen the stories, if they liked or post, if they've unfollowed. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't do that because sometimes I still do it today. Uh, being completely transparent. <laughs> yeah. It's a really oh bad habit. No, yeah. it's really bad. It's really, really bad. <laughs> and it and it happens and I think like yeah I don't follow my ex anymore on Instagram but it's yeah. so funny you said that because just yesterday I was on FaceTime with one of my best friends and we were talking about how her ex got is like in a new relationship and she like shared her screen with me on FaceTime and like showed me her Instagram and then a photo of my ex popped up on her page that I like because I don't follow him anymore I was like I was like right. oh my god I was like go to that Wait. photo <laughs> I was like I need to see <laughs> And like zoom in, it. zoom in, literally. That, and it, well, it, no, but it, it's so, it's so. Um, it, it wasn't like that before, you know. Before people used to break up, and that's it. You've never, you don't see the person or hear the of the person again. Who cares if they're dating other people? And still today, who cares? It's just that it's sometimes in your face, and so it's a shock, you know. And you just have to be okay with it and accept it because there's nothing you can do about it. You just want to be happy for them. But it, it sucks that it's, um, wh- what's the word? What's the, what, I, what is it that I'm trying to say? It sucks that it has to be, um, you know, part of our daily routine because we're on Instagram all day long. And yeah. so we really have to be strong and not, you know, go on the search bar and type in their, their name and look at their stories. Yeah, it's, we have to have yeah. some self-discipline because, yeah, it's, it's obviously okay to do that once in a while and here and there. And, and But you got to recognize when it's not right for you and when it's pre- preventing you from healing further or continuing to like, you know, focus on your own journey because you just keep exactly. checking it back in with what they're doing. Totally. And last year in, uh, it was October, I think, I even removed Instagram for a week on my phone because it was like too hard for me to not look. Uh, which is so embarrassing, but I, you know, that's what helped me. So if it could help someone, if you're checking up on your ex and you feel like stopping, then take it off of your phone. Trust me, it helps because then it doesn't become a habit and you want to just change that habit. Yeah, I don't think that's embarrassing. I think that's totally taking action of, of a, something you need. And and like I thought about that too because like luckily my ex is private so I can't even stalk him if I wanted to but because <laughs> I unfollowed him. But I am like... I it was weird when we broke up he unfollowed me but then he would still see my stories once in a while and obviously I would look and see that he saw my stories right and so it's just about like (laughs) you know like it's it's pick your battles really (laughs) but you know it's important to check in with yourself and see is this helping me or is it not and sometimes you can Mm -hmm. let yourself be sad and sit in that and stalk them and have a pity party and you know like I I talked to my therapist about this too she's like it's totally okay to have a pity party she's like it's just a matter of how long you're gonna let yourself sit in it and when you're gonna pick yourself back up and keep going 
Totally. I just hope that, I mean, I don't know your thoughts about this. I just hope that for the next generation, because, you know, maybe we are strong enough to understand that, okay, Instagram is, you know, a social media tool. We can check if they see our stories. We could check their stories, but we know, you know, how to set boundaries with ourselves. I feel like maybe a bit more than, you know, if I was 15 going through a breakup, then it would probably be really, really hard on my mental health. Um, so I, I, It sucks because, I mean, you know, I work in social media all day long. Uh, this is my job daily. So I see the good in it. But then I also have experienced the tough part of it uh, being really that. So I hope that if, you know, there's any younger people listening, then, you know, don't um, just don't jump to conclusion by looking at your exes on social media. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important to not jump to, to, to conclusions and to know that like what your 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 path of who you are and where you're going is important and it's more important than mm -hmm. checking up on what your ex is doing on social media. And it can be so good for us to put our phones away or to literally delete Instagram, like you said, and just disconnect fully and and not it's okay to I don't want to say choose ignorance because I don't even think it's choosing ignorance it's choosing to respect the yourself needs that you have yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah and that's really the the main point and the I guess the if we were going to conclude the whole thing then it's really to choose yourself and prioritize yourself you know you're not selfish for putting yourself uh up front for putting yourself first sometimes you just need to take a step back from everything and just realize what's best for you even if it's gonna hurt people along the way um slash for me and my ex-boyfriend we both were hurting each other towards the end um and i think that by choosing ourselves first then you know we let each other to have a better happier uh calmer peace of mind yeah i completely agree i also had two other thoughts too that i was like i like wrote down because i was like i'm gonna forget them is that like yeah. i think it's so easy to search for validation externally too and like especially when I was going through my breakup, I was like, I, well, I went through like a breakup, you know, um, a couple months ago and I never even dated the guy. We were just like, and I, oh, I just thought of this. I saw this on TikTok or something. When you don't actually date someone, your brain can like idealize, like they, they just know all the good parts of them and can really idealize what the relationship could have been. And it never was. Yeah. So it's actually sometimes harder to like stay in that place of like, it would would have been so good it was it was going so well <laughs> but um when i was i was seeking validation from other people because i was like this was such a short term thing why am i still sad this doesn't make sense and my therapist was like who who validates how you feel and i was like you I didn't say that but I was like you do but i was like no like i validate myself and i think it's ridiculous but a human thing when we get on this tangent of feeling like how our feelings are invalid when really like what we yeah. feel is always okay yeah it's everything is valid and it's also it's also interesting because we you know we're always seeking for other people's opinion also you know so when I was getting back with my ex if I went away we were breaking up again so I used to just ask people like what do you think what do you think because see I wasn't even sure myself but in the end no one can really tell you it's just you and your brain and your heart that could just lead you to wherever you're supposed to be but same thing I was seeking for validation from other people and then if somebody said yes you guys are meant for each other then I would be you know okay yeah we're meant for each other but are we meant for each other <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy how what people say too will just change where we're swaying so much mm -hmm. and it's like okay wait I actually need to take a second for myself and think what I really want here not what other people have to yeah. say 
And the beauty of it is that today with my current relationship, it's been almost, well, it's been six months now um, that we're together. We, I have not, you know, wondered that at all or uh, like wondered if I needed validation because I know um, now I know by myself. I don't need people to tell me. I don't need to ask people. I've, I, I'm actually being so private with the whole relationship. I usually post everything on Instagram and this, you know, I want to keep the happiness for myself. Mm. Um, and so it, that's also for me, because I know I used to post a lot of things on Instagram. For me, this is when I know that it's also really real. It's because I, I'm deciding what I'm keeping private and what I'm not. Yeah. And I also, it's, that's such a good point because I hate when people see stuff on Instagram and go, oh, like, like my time in Vancouver was a really tough time for me, but I I posted some of the good parts and people were like, oh, it looks like you had an incredible time. And I'm like, hmm, like, no, you don't, you can't believe everything you see on Instagram. Same with like my ex relationship. I would post about it a lot and people would be like, oh my God, you guys are perfect for each other. Be like, hmm. Yeah not everything is real what you see on Instagram so it's really special that you know you're in a place where you're like I don't feel the need to share about this because I'm happy and it's for me yeah totally and Instagram is my you know it's a whole visual diary of my life uh, since 2015 right now so for me it's weird that I'm not sharing this with anybody but at the same time I don't need uh, you know I don't need to show it right now so yeah. maybe I will one day but it's exactly what you're saying and it's the same thing. I mean, when I lived in New York also, I used to post so many pictures and people were like, wait, well, you didn't like New York, but they didn't know everything I was going through in New York. And then once I talked about it and I said that I feel so lonely in New York, so many messages came flooding on my DM saying that, you know, they also feel lonely. Um, I'm not the only one. And so, you know, you're not alone. You're never alone. Yeah, I completely agree. That's such a good point. Oh, so many like, like, I love my favorite thing is when I have guests on and they say things that like, I feel like I would say, but haven't even like, yeah, and I like haven't even conjured up the thoughts, but like, you'll say things. And I'm like, I feel like I don't need to say anything. You just said it all. It's right there. Boom. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I love that. And it's so it's so nice to hear that you also went to seek a therapist after your first breakup. I mean, you know, it's it, I felt like I was a crazy person back then. But then today, when I talk about it, I'm not the only one. Like everyone's yeah. going through this stuff. Yeah, everyone is. And I said to my therapist, I said, like, you know, like, I'm not struggling with any serious mental health disorders or illnesses or anything like that. But I just want to see what this is like. And she was like, that's totally fine. She's like, actually, a lot of my clients are people who, you know, don't have a debilitating issue, but they want to explore what this could be and what they could find out about themselves. And there's, I've just gotten so much validation and just so much like self understanding because of therapy. That's what has helped me because Become so much more emotionally aware than how I was before yeah, exactly no it's I couldn't have said it better myself yeah really <laughs> that yeah I had another thought too um just like before we you know close off I feel like we could just keep mm-hmm. going and going um yes yeah, but <laughs> one of my friends like my best friend she was like because I she'll be like Jess you put so much pressure on relationships like why do you like feel like you want it so bad like just let life flow how it's gonna flow she was like you never go into a friendship being like this person is gonna be my best friend you know it just happens like her and I just started to get really close and would talk all the time and then the next thing you know I'm like oh my god yeah you were literally my my closest friend and it just it just flows like that and I, it seems like that's kind of what happened too in in your current relationship mm-hmm. yeah and 
it, it's it's going back to social media and society i think there's a lot of pressure of you know what a relationship is supposed to look like obviously with all these like instagram famous couples and celebrities and everything we're bombarded of on social media on facebook instagram like websites everything we see today is like us needing to be with a, in a relationship you know a woman needing a man man needing a woman but we don't i mean we should be happy with ourselves and living with ourselves properly and then it kind of just it should just happen you know with a flow and naturally and and yeah i mean it's it's not about putting pressure on yourself it's just about enjoying life and then if the right person comes along and tag along tags along then great i mean Let's do it. Let's do it together. <laughs> and I, I think that it's also about bringing each other up all the time. So when you meet someone and you are in a certain stage of life and you feel like this person aligns with you. So the what happens now is that, you know, it's not easy. You just have to every month, every day, every minute you grow. That person is growing also and you have to adapt to each other's growth, mm-hmm. um, not by not bringing each other down, by respecting each other, loving each other and doing things because it's not easy being in a relationship. It's not easy being in a long-term relationship also. And I, I think that, that's what society is not showing us. It's the, all the work that we that needs to be there um, because they think that, oh yeah, we just need to be in love and live happily ever after. It's not really like that. Yeah, and we just watched, what we're seeing is people's highlight reels. We are seeing their best moments or the moments where they, you know, like we're just seeing the good stuff. And it's so true. We're not seeing the hard work that goes into a long-term relationship. And it made me think of a line that my ex said was, you know, things are so different than when we first started dating. You're not like you were before. And I'm like, well, I hope not. I hope I'm not how I was a year ago. (laughs) Seriously. And I I think for for me at first, it was so hard to understand that because I was also the one saying that like, it's not like when we first met, but then it's so good that it's not like we first met. Um, It's sad, but it's good because, you know, we both change. We both both evolved to be different person. And I think that um, I think that's the challenge with the current relationship is that can we, you know, outgrow ourselves and still be aligned with everything um, for the future? Yes, absolutely. I agree. And that's what the beauty of like, you know, spending time by yourself too and going to therapy and growing and changing is our values change. And yesterday when I was talking to my best friend on FaceTime, she asked me about this guy I'm talking to right now. And I was like, wait, I want to finish this other thought because I was talking about podcasting or I was talking about something like exciting like that. And then, you know, we went on this whole other tangent and then she's like, wait, 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 I asked you about this guy like a while ago. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I wanted to tell you more about this other stuff I found more exciting. And I was like, wait that's so different of me I used to be the girl that was like I just want to talk about boys all the time like I love talking about boys and she was like yeah are you okay and I realized it's such a shift in my values and what I'm excited about and focusing more on myself rather than something that I can't really control either exactly I think we just have to you know live our lives uh single or not single, just trying to find out who we are and that changes. It's okay that it changes. And then if someone is there along the journey with us, then it's such a beautiful thing. But if no one's here right now, then that's okay too. Yeah, 100%. And along those lines, I'm curious what you're most excited for for the future and what your plans are for your business and everything with that. Yeah, so right now we are, so we're four, I think in the future, uh, I mean, long future, like three years down the line, uh, we really want to be 100, 150 employees, maybe five years also, because that's more realistic, uh, with an office in Paris and in Montreal. 
And I think I just want to keep learning about myself, keep, you know, having this growth mindset because nothing is uh, stable. Nothing stays the same all the time. You know, things change, things happen in life and things come your way and you have obstacle that you have to go through. So honestly, I really hope that I get more of these because it was a life changing experience um, two years ago and it's still today, you know, sometimes uh, hits me and uh, I'm, I'm still here thinking about it. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's or you learn or you don't want to learn and you stay as you are. And I hope to continue really like inspiring others and talking about those things because it happens daily. And I think it shouldn't be a taboo subject. And and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I completely agree. That's amazing. I'm so excited to see where your company goes and to watch it grow as Thank as you. long as well as you do. Where can people also follow you online and find your company and your Instagram? Yeah, so my Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Sharon Brand. And then the company's Instagram is at Brands Media Group. And the website is www.brandsmediagroup.com. And we are available 24 hours because we're both, some people are in Montreal, some people are in Paris. So if you have any questions, uh, inquiries, just concerns, comments, feel free to message me. And I'd love to speak with everybody listening. I love that. That's awesome because of Paris and Montreal. You can have people online like all the time. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for reaching out and coming on. I had so much fun thank talking you. about all of this with you. Me too. And thank you. You've been such a great host. And this was so much fun. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you so much to Sharon for coming on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Make sure you're following Sharon on Instagram at Sharon Brand at Brands Media Group. Check out www.brandsmediagroup.com. I'm so honored to have been featured in one of their most recent blog posts, 2021's Most Empowering Podcast. Thanks, Sharon, for including us on that. It is such a pleasure. And make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Check us out on YouTube as well because there's going to be video versions of all the episodes being posted there on youtube at human to human the link will be in the bio follow me on instagram at jessica j mcdonald follow at human to human pod on instagram and i will see you guys next tuesday and stay tuned make sure you're subscribed because there's a bonus episode coming up this month in january see you soon